catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best-kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. I hate to say it, it's only going to be going one way and that is Novak Djokovic will win Wimbledon this year. I can't see him losing, simply too good. So dominant here at Wimbledon, and I reckon he's going to get two, number 24 and five Wimbledons in a row. The only person that can stop Novak Djokovic in this tournament is Novak Djokovic. Andy Murray. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, sorry. Or as Sir Andy will come on. Other than that, it'll be Djokovic against his own body. Can he keep his body fit for the whole two weeks? If he can, probably name on the trophy. She has the easiest draw out of everyone. And I feel that Eager will win Wimbledon. She had to practice tournament this time. She didn't have one last year. She probably learned from her mistake. I'm going to be going for Donna Vekic, the one with the 17th easiest draw according to AI. And I'm going to be having Donna Vekic winning Wimbledon 2023. I would love to see Novak Djokovic take home his 24th Grand Slam title this year at Wimbledon. And I would like to see Sabalenka win as well. Sebastian Korda claiming his first Grand Slam title. On the women's side, I'm going past the Finko. Kicking off on the men's side, Novak Djokovic will have as many Grand Slams as there are hours in the day. And on the women's side, I'm going with Anz Jabeur. She's going to be your women's champion. Let's go! Another big win for Novak Djokovic in the men's singles. And for the women's, I think Ons Jabeur is going to make us very happy and she's going to take the women's Wimbledon title. Djokovic's dreams of a calendar slam are going to be shattered again. And it's the little Spaniard that's going to do it. Carlitos Alcaraz will win Wimbledon. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. It's the quarterfinals of Wimbledon. This time, we're on the women's side. And we had some dr like dramatic things on the men's side, I have to say. But on the women's side, today, it was really plain sailing for, for some of them. Some of them due to injury. Some of them just bagels flying around in the fourth round, which I didn't expect to see whatsoever. We're going to get stuck into all of it. We obviously had a young superstar crash out as well. Mila Andaleva, I mean, we have to start talking about her, don't we, JG? Well, in day eight, the best women's match was Madison Keys versus Mila Andaleva. The other three weren't great matches. Let's be honest, they were all straight sets. I mean, the Rebecca one only lasted five games. Um yeah. And it was just dominance from one player and the other one not looking very good at all. However, Madison Keys and Dreva had a different kind of feel. And Dreva was all over her. And it is honestly remarkable. I think we'll start with her because the story is special. We've got the tennis letter in saying Mir Andreva should be nothing but proud. She was ranked 834 this time last year. I know we're talking about Chris Eubanks and how far he was ranked. Nowhere near the likes of Amira Andreva. Eubanks has always been on the cuffs of being a good player. Andreva's come from nowhere. 
She is only 16 years old and she's reached the uh, the quarter. Well, she didn't reach the quarterfinals. It's the round, the, the fourth round of Wimbledon. It's always confusing when it's just R4. Makes me want to read it like that. But the fourth round of Wimbledon, one step away from the quarterfinals. And I mean, she was what? 4-1 up with advantage to go 5-1. She had a good chance of even doing it, but she can't beat herself yeah. up. At any age, it takes some guts to chase your dreams. She's not just chasing them. She's achieving them. Only the beginning. And if you go down, we can see a photo of her. So you can see how young she really looks. And she's got a brilliant personality. I love her in the media room. Um, just full of joy and excitement all the time. Yeah. And it's just a breath of fresh air. I totally agree. I thought that this matchup might be a step too far for her until I saw how she was playing in the first uh, set and a half. She took the game to Madison Keys, and Madison Keys didn't really know how to get her game going. She wasn't allowed to play. And Angeleva just stepping in, hitting winners. Her recovery skills, I know I said it on the on the last uh, women's pod uh, or the last day pod that we sh when she played, it is incredible. She was making Madison Keys play another ball every single time. And some of them she was missing. And then she was getting herself back in rallies. And it all seemed to be going great. Everything was going hunky-dory until, like you said, there was the break point for 5-1. And she just didn't manage to get it. Madison Keys, fair play to her. She suddenly turned up. She, she Something gave her a kick up the backside because she started playing and boy, did she start playing well. She started playing like the Madison keys that has just come off the win at Eastbourne and just like stormed through this tournament up until that first set. Really? That's the first time I've seen her sort of like a fish out of water in this tournament. Um, I thought that she played incredibly well and you sort of saw Mila Andreeva's head go down a little bit when she realized oh no, this is suddenly all unraveling. And I, it had that feeling about it because Madison Keys wasn't letting up. She was playing her best tennis as of when she got back on to serve again. And yeah, unfortunately for Mila Angeleva, that's a learning curve. But what, a, what an amazing tournament she had up until that point. And I can't sing her praises enough, to be honest. I've seen so much uh, good tennis from her this week that it's one of the highlights of the tournament for me. Yeah, I think she is a real standout of the tournament, one of the shining lights, and she can't be too hard of herself. We're going to see her here plenty more times, and I'm sure the other slams too, only 16 years old. And just to reinforce your point about Madison Keys, it was, before today, uh, eight matches where she's won in a row in straight sets on grass. So she won Eastbourne. She beat Cassid Keener, Coco Goff, Martic Wang, Martin Sova in that victory at Eastbourne. I mean, 16 sets in a row on grass coming into this one. And then she lost the first set and almost lost the second and lost in straight. So I think that speaks volumes at how well Mir Andreva played. And Madison Keys, she is my finalist for a reason because I believe she can get all the way to the final. She is in top form. You could maybe argue the most informed grass court player playing or left in the tournament. Well, it's 
doesn't get any easy for, easier for her in the in the quarterfinals. As we know, she will be playing Sabalenka, and Sabalenka looking absolutely amazing. Let's just uh, finish up with Mira Angeleva because I feel that we just have to touch on a few of the things from the match because it was oh, such an amazing match. And... Well, it was the only one really on the yeah. women's we can talk about in some depth because the others, the opponent wasn't good enough. Whitewash. But yeah, there there was a warning. I know that she, she was frustrated. She obviously had the chance to go 5-1 up and then she lost the set. And she threw a racket towards the bag she wouldn't throw it at anything else but it is on a grass court and she did say in the press conference i deserved the warning i threw the racket it's grass i led the score by a lot and i was just frustrated that's under i feel like it's understandable she knew she wasn't she shouldn't be doing that and she is 16 so she's still like learning the fact that she only sort of did that it didn't seem that bad but you can't do that on the grass that's all I've seen players play for 20 years plus and do it week in, week out. And, I mean, you sometimes just never really get over it. You don't see people criticising them. She certainly should not be criticised. No. She's 16 years old. Just leave the girl alone. I mean, it was a heat at the moment. It's going to happen. She's not going to be perfect. Nobody is. And I don't really want to attack her at all. Um, on the incident where this one here saying she, when she got a point penalty that gave the match point to Keys, she was yeah. saying to the umpire that she fell and slipped. And she also said that in the press conference as well, looking at this, she clearly lost her footing. She released the racket, but I think the umpire could have let this one slide, sad ending. Yeah. I let don't believe what she was saying. I think personally she did. She did kind of slip, but she definitely threw the racket as she slipped. It was a bit dramatic. She didn't need to and let it go, I don't think. Maybe you can just let it go. Come on. I mean, it's, it's, ma- it's match point as well. I mean, it's. I don't think it was like that bad. It wasn't like the first one where she just launched it towards it, the back. You can kind of get away with it because she was slipping. So that's why I feel like maybe she shouldn't have been picked up on it. But if I had to make a case, I guess it probably was correct that she did get it because I felt like she did actively throw it. It's a bit like in football when you, there's a penalty shootout and there's a penalty being given mm. and a, there's contact and the player goes down. Yeah. I mean... like sometimes the contact's so minimal, they've just kind of dived. And that's how I felt here. It was, she did slip, but then she threw the racket on purpose. I don't think that yeah. they're, I don't think the two are related. No, but overall, I don't think it would have made any difference. No. I feel Madison Keys, she was on the up. She was and done at like, that point anyway. Yeah, she was she, she was mentally beaten. I feel like Madison Keys had really stepped it up in the third, managed to win the third set 6-2. So well done to Madison Keys. She goes through into the quarterfinals. Mila Angeleva, it ends here, but we may get to see her somewhere else. Um, as Bastian fucking says, Netflix choosing to follow Mila Angeleva for the breakpoint season two from Roland Garros onwards could end up being a million-dollar move. Great decision. This is who we want to see Yes, as the face of tennis. And I think, hopefully, if a lot of people watch this um, documentary on Netflix like they did with the Drive to Survive Formula One one, I know that was a massive success and a lot of people have started watching Formula One since, then I think it's great because she is a good person to be um, advertising as the face of the sport. Like an ambassador, isn't she? Yeah, I don't know how to word it. Like, she's a good person to be 
focusing on. I think people will get involved in tennis watching her because forget the tennis. You need to be more than that nowadays. And she, she already has glimpses of being a real funny character. She makes me laugh. There's many. There's not many tennis players you listen to and you actually think she's actually very funny or he, they're funny, they've got a lot of charisma. She's got abundance of an abundance of charisma. Very interesting. I'd love to get her on the podcast. Good I mean, luck. it'd be a big improvement from talking <laughs> to you. Well, feel that uh, from seeing even before Roland Garros started, you'll be lucky to even get close to her. Like the management will probably have her tied up and well, in, Netflix will now as well. That's it. That's what I mean. So chances of getting her on a part. I think she had about twenty thousand followers before that a ball was even hitting Roland Garros. So that's how much big that she is on social media. So now she's probably blown up beyond all proportion. And who knows? The, we've got the US Open coming up. I feel she's just getting better and better. So don't be surprised if we see something big again come the next Grand Slam. Don't want to put too much pressure on her. Just let her grow in her own time. But she is, well, hitting the uh, ground running, let's say. And I was listening to the commentary while they were doing it. And apparently... When she came into tennis, like obviously they were talking about ITFs, which so rare on the BBC to even talk about an ITF, which was nice to hear the word ITF mentioned. And they did say that she came through and when she played her first few ITFs, she just won them all. <laughs> she, she just came in as like a 14 year old, played ITFs at like a 15,000, 20,000 and 60,000 and just wins them all. So there you go. That's why she's already at this level plays in her first slams and goes deep in both really Roland Garros was not bad for a, for a for a slam and this one an amazing for a debut effort. slam very good and of course yeah. Wimbledon followed it up so I'm excited for the US Open uh, moving on to the other players I think it's important to speak about Rabakina and Sabalenka and the reason I want to highlight these two is because we watched Eager yesterday and she's the third member of the band. We've always got a big three. I don't know why in tennis we always like to yeah. group players in threes, but we've got it on the women's as well in the Saba, Riba, and um, Eager yep. trio. All the as at the end. Have you noticed that? That's it. Who is impressing you the most out of them three? Because I, th- I don't know if you want to bring up the stat, Ben, but it's the first time we've got all three yes. of them in the back end in the quarterfinal. That's it. That's exactly right. The first of many saying here as well, there are the trio, the big three, as they're known. And to answer your question, I think bar one set in this tournament, which I know that you, I don't know what happened. It's like her, her mind left her body for a set, Sabalenka against Glacheva. Other than that, I think she's been the most impressive uh, on the, on the, on this big three so far she, today she looked impeccable there was there was not a foot wrong in this match and alexandra tough competitor and she absolutely battered her six love in the second set yeah I, I can't even answer the question i don't know how to rank all three of them at all i think they are the big three for a reason and i'm just well if you just go up a little bit we can read the tweet it was the first time Eager, Sabalenka, Rabakina are in the quarterfinals of the same Grand Slam tournament. Yeah. And it will be the first of many, I'm sure. 
I don't know who's looking better. The one important note is with the draw, Eager's on her own half and the yep. other two are on the other. So instantly that's got to favour Eager to get to a final because she avoids the other two until a final. These other ones, they'd have to play in the semis, Eager and Rab- uh, Ribber. Uh, Sabah no, sorry, Sabah and, and too many us. <laughs> yeah, Ribber, Sabah, Iga. Right, so I think the I like the fact that you've pointed that out because that is, we don't have to look at the form so much because if you did look at the form, you'd probably say Iga was third in the form and you'd probably say, I would go, yeah, Sabah, Ribber, Iga in tough. form. But due to the fact of the draw, maybe that bumps Iga up. And, Re- and Rebecca and I won this event last year. Maybe that bumps her up as well. No, it's too tough. It's Joey Nothing G. separated them, and that's but, why it's interesting. But she does have a tough match coming up next, and it is a replay of last year's final. Yes, that's right. We don't have to wait till the final to see Ons Jabur versus Yelena Rebecca. We've got it now in the quarterfinals. What a matchup this is. And Ons Jabur, now's your time to shine. They don't have all of the nerves of the final. And now you can get your revenge. And that's what she was actually talking about in a post-match press conference. She absolutely smashed Petra Kvitova to pieces today. It wasn't even close. Six love, six three. I thought it could be a breadstick in the second set as well at one point. I thought this is going to be highly embarrassing for Kvitova. She saved her blushes a little bit. But Ons Jabur looking fantastic. She was the underdog today as well. She came through. And I th- I think that I'm not too mad at some of our comms team picking her as the, maybe the eventual champion here. She's been to the final once before. She's amazing on the grass courts. And maybe she could challenge. She's, is she the only one who can challenge the big three? Before I speak about Ons I want to speak about Petra Kvitova because that was absolutely spineless and pathetic today. A champion like Petra Kvitova just didn't turn up, looked uninterested, poor tennis. I mean, she's been in such good form coming into this. She was maybe a contender to win the whole thing. She's a top 10 player, Ben. She's ninth in the world, Petra Kvitova. She's been here before. How is she only finding four winners and 26 unforced errors? I'm really disappointed in her. I think she was the worst performer of this round by far. Hopefully you put her on the thumbnail as the loser in red. Because I'm upset with her. She's upset uh, me. You can see she struck a nerve. I mean, I didn't expect it. I thought this was this was billed as the, the tie of the round. I thought Kovitova was marginal favourite going into the match. So that's how far she's disappointed me. Wow. I mean, I reckon it could have been evens across the board this one. I've, I've quite liked Andre Jabeur's chances because she's been playing well. But I thought it was going to be three-set thriller written all over it. Nothing close. Ons Jabur cruised through a bagel and a three. And maybe that's going to give her some confidence. Well, she's going to be up against a fresh Rabakina. And Rabakina, she went through against Hadab Meyer, but it was a 4-1 lead. And then Hadab Meyer uh, out due to injury, which sad for her. Really. Yeah, it was sad because she, she was crying a lot. And Hadab Meyer is a player I really like. She was one of my surprise packages, but she had a good tournament to a level, but just against Rabakina, clearly 
things weren't, she wasn't feeling her best. She was, I mean, she would have pulled her out against anyone. She got injured and hopefully she can recover and be back soon. Makes me think, was Kvitova injured? Because the way she played looked like she was. <laughs> Ons Jabert on Yelena at the back and her. I'm probably going for my revenge. It was a difficult final last year. It's going to bring a lot of memories. I hope to play like today and get the win because she's an amazing player. You can see she's like boom, boom all the time. She has no mercy. <laughs> she really does have no mercy. And Rabakin has been sort of just getting through the draw a little bit quietly, I think. She, she, well, she breadsticks. That's what she did last year when she won Wimbledon, by the way. Exactly. Uh, she had Rogers, who she dropped a set. Remember, the first set yeah. of the tournament she dropped, and then she she cleaned up Rogers in the next two sets, didn't she? It was a breadstick and a two. Elise Cornet, a 6 2, 7 6. So that was a bit closer. Balter, two breadsticks, and then this one, just a, a walkover, really, because she, she retired. And she's going to be super fresh. But I think Ange Jabeur would be super fresh after that anyway. I mean, it. It barely lasted an hour, didn't it? I think no, her one. It was so quick. So yeah, one hour four. Yeah, I mean, terrible, terrible from Kvitova. I mean, she'll go away really upset. I think about that, considering she came in in such great form. This she had a real opportunity for a potential third Wimbledon title, but yeah, not she to let be. down the fans today. And I don't know what she was playing at, but bad day in the office for Petra Kvitova. Of course, fantastic player. And she's yeah. had a good event, but didn't turn up today. Yeah. What's next? So, well, uh, I think we're going to go and have a look at, into each of the matchups now. These are the quarterfinals. We have Iga versus Svitolina at the top. Pagula von Drusova, the ones that no one's talking about so much. And that could be at your own peril. They're the next one. Ons Jabur Rabakina just spoke about that. And Key Sabalenka at the bottom. I mean... Looking at those sections, you'd have to say the bottom section scares me a bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a pretty scary. Uh, yeah. it, all four are horrible to go up against right now. Four of the best players at Wimbledon. Four of the best yeah. grass quarters. Yeah, in the world, I think the four number. If you had to pick the four best grass quarters, I'd put them four, and I'd put Eager fifth. In my opinion, uh, let me know if you guys agree in the comments. Just want to say, I know I said on the men's one earlier, go watch the men's quarterfinal preview. We did it in the exact same format as the one we've done today, but just for the men. And if you are watching this one, um, hopefully you're enjoying it. But we've only spoken about the bottom half today. If you want to find out what we had to say about the top halves so of Iga, Svitolina, Pegula and Bondrusova, have a look at yesterday's episode. Uh, I think the title, something about Djokovic. Day, day seven, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, it's the day seven podcast. And you can see all of our thoughts on the top half of the draw. Let's go through it. First up, Iga Svit Svitolina. Wow. I mean, what a matchup this is. I can't wait. I feel that this one, I'm excited because of how Iga's just scraped through Benchic. Can she beat Svitolina, Ben? Well, they both had epic matches in their last round. They both, well, Svitolina, you thought that Eagles was dramatic, saving the match points. And then you saw that epic tie break from Svitolina in her match and 11 9 in the final set tie break. This one, I feel it's going to go three sets. I feel that Svitolina is going to come out strong. Before you actually say your prediction, bring up the aces because it might help with your decision making quickly. Good idea. No. 
Right, here we go. So let's look at the ladies. So Sabalenka's leading the ace charts with 33. Rebecca 26 and Svitolina 23. So she's Pretty third cool. on the list for aces, meaning she's serving big on the men's. No surprise. Chris Eubanks leading the way. Man, Only man boob, there. Bublik as well, isn't there? That's pretty good. I mean, Svitolina served up eight against Azarenka. Yeah, it's a solid serving performance. Her second serve, not so great, though. And that's where the, the worry will come in for me. If she doesn't find enough first serves against Eager, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, she can put them away. But I feel that it's the equalizer. The grass court surface for Eager, it means everybody else gets a little bit closer to her in level. And we saw what Bencic was able to do. Svitolina, I feel that she's been playing better than Bencic and she has a lot of desire. She'll have a lot of crowd on her side, I feel, Svitolina. She's really been getting the crowd going this week. Is it enough to be eager, though? That's the big question. I think it's going to be three sets, but I don't think it's going to be enough to be eager. I feel that Svitolina will take the first set and then Eager will win in three. Yep, I'm also going to be going for Eager in three sets. There was a statistic on her deciding set victories, and she's won 10 at the last Grand Slam. So wow. I'm confident in her in a deciding set, and I think she will win that one in three. Next up, Pegula Vondrusova. This is another one which, like you said, people aren't talking about, but Vondrusova could be dangerous. Pegula will be the yes. favourite. I've been impressed with both of them this event. Who's going to win? I think it's tough. I think I think it's going to be three sets again. I know we've not seen many three sets in the round yeah. before, but this time I think we are going to see some. And I'm going to go for the surprise and have Vondrusova beating Pagula in three. I don't think that is the surprise, if I'm honest. I know that she's... It's got to be not the favourite though, right? Pagula's she's the underdog. The but then I'm looking at who they've played coming into this round. And the body of work from Von Drusova compared to Pagula, I'm sorry, but it's much better what she's uh, had to get past. She's got past Stearns. I'm going to give her a pass on that one. Kudometova, tough. She beat her in straight sets. Vekic, tough. Beat her in straight sets. Bauskova, really good on grass. Beat her in three. So, And then Pagula, she beat Serenko, Cocciaretto, Bookshire and Davis. So um, it's not quite the same level of competition she's faced. I'm going to go Von Drusova to win this one. I'm going to go Von Drusova in straight sets. Ooh. So we're agreeing so far. Let's go to the bottom half. Ons Jabur, How do you see this one going? Repeat of last year's final. I think you got in my head a bit with Pagula being a great loser. <laughs> yes, to this one. So I don't know. Maybe that's got in my head a bit. Um, this one, it's a real tough one to pick. I'm going to be going Ons Jabur to win it. And I'm going to be going Ons Jabur in... It's going to be three again. I don't think they're going to be able to do a straight sets, these two. They're, they're too good, both of them. Ons Jabur is going to knock out the reigning champion, get the revenge, and she will make it through to the semi-final. I disagree with you. I think Rabakina is going to win again, and this time, straight sets. Oh. I don't think Ons Jabur is going to get a singular set. I'm all on the Rabakina train. She's getting so. better as the tournament's going, and I'm confident Rabakina is going to beat her. 
She's pretty fresh off of that, uh, well, last match. But like we said, she hasn't really played anybody of note yet. I mean, Elise Corne, that was pretty tough. Corne took a bit of a bad tumble in that match as well. So nice to see Rebecca go over and check. She was make sure she's all right. She's a very nice player as well on the tour. Yeah. Right. Last but not least, Keys Sabalenka, and this one. I would say it's pick of the bunch, but the other ones are just as good. So. Yeah, they're, they're all really high standard, <laughs> but that is my favourite match as well. It's hard to, it's really hard to pick because obviously we've got the last year's final is in the one we've before. So, um, Saba Keys, Saba Keys. I mean, if Keys plays like she did against Milan Draver in the first two sets, I feel Saba's going to clean her well, up. It might be already be over. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think that she'll get any mercy from Saba. She won't be able to do a comeback like she did against Zendaleva against Saba. No. But what she could do is if Saba's serving for the second set and she breaks <laughs> her, she may yeah. be able to win in three because Saba then could lose her mind and start double faulting. Before... Saba, Saba is prone to a, a wobble. Let's remember that. Before we make a decision as well, just to throw this one in there for you, they have played once before on grass. That was back in 2021. That was in uh, Berlin. And Keys won in three. Well, I already know what I'm picking. And that is Madison Keys is going to knock out Sabalenka here. And it's going to be in three sets. With the third set being a 6-2. It's crazy. I'm going to go Sabalenka to knock out Ooh. Keys in straight sets. Knocking out my finalist, eh, Ben? Straight sets, and it's going to be. I think it's going to be quite convincing. Two and two. Straight set. Sorry. Yep. Straight sets. No chance. I'll give you a bet off stream, mate. Keys is getting more than four games. That's what I'm Put going for. Put some respect for. on her name, Ben. You've got to go big. I've got to go bold on something, and I think if Sabalenka wants to take her out, she needs to do it like that as well. So, at the top, we both have <laughs> Iga Vondrusova. At the bottom, we differ completely. I've got Rebecca in the keys. You've got Jabur Sabalenka. They'd all be awesome semi-finals, and we'll be covering them all on Game to Love. So, please do join us. We have some time off work where we're going to be covering a lot more matches, me and Ben. So, it'll be great to see you in the watch-alongs. If you haven't already, hit the like button. Subscribe if you're new. Go and watch the men's quarterfinal predictions, which we posted about an hour ago. And tell us your ones as well. I want to know your predictions in the comments section as well. Tell us what your semifinals were. Did you get the same as us? Exactly that. Let's go, Madison Keys. Get to that final. And if she can't, I'll be happy if Rebecca wins the whole thing. As long as <laughs> Ben doesn't have Eagle winning it. Well, I need the Eager Jabur final. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what you've got, right? Yeah, that's what I have, yeah. Fair play. Ben doing very well on the women's one, so we're giving some credit for a change. Thanks for watching, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. See you later. Ciao, ciao. Podcast Network.